Like twin sons on a womp rat's tail, welcome back to the Tumbling Saber podcast, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, one and all. It's another week, another podcast here in the books. I can't wait to get to Star Wars this week. I I feel like this is going to be a fun pod. I just woke up from a nap. I'm feeling a little bit refreshed. <laughs> I'm ready to attack. I'm ready to attack this week's material. But uh, before we get into the Star Wars of it all... Let's catch up. We haven't spoken in a week. We're all a bit uh, hockeyed out here. But uh, Carlos, what's up, man? How's your week been? Disaster, but uh, all good. Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, craziness happening all around. And um, uh, I'm wearing my Grogu MeUndies. So, you know, things are tur- looking up, baby. Well, at least you're, you know, nice and dry down there. Yeah. Nice and cozy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what counts. Uh, Corey, as I take a sip of my tea here, nice and relaxed. Corey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well, to be honest. Yeah, got got another ton of uh, crushed stone this week delivered. Oh my! <laughs> Bang that out. Uh, well, not all of it, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it was great, man. Like I had the one year old working, the nine year old working. Both of them were digging it. They're like, both of them were like, "This is our jam." <laughs> like using shovels and dumping this stuff. I was like, I know. The little guy, especially, he was like totally into it. He had this little hand shovel. He was like, dump it. <laughs> it was great. Corey doing his was... best Zygerian impression and uh, getting the kids shackled and working. Yeah, well, you know, I can never be too young. These kids, I wouldn't have been able to stop him anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's been a good week, man. And again, the nine-year-old man, he's, he's just powering through these Clone Wars episodes like can't stop them like you got to stop man like uh it's enough tv for now no but yeah it's today it was lightsabers outside in the yard and all kinds of questions man he's oh, oh dude then we took we went for a bike ride today and he was like talking like uh like the clones oh, what's his name ah got a mind fart there who's the voice actor for the clones d bradley baker yes sorry thank the maker yeah, seriously. I was like, where'd that go? Anyhow, yeah, he was like talking like him, like riding around on bikes, like pretending to be on like speeder bikes and stuff. So it was cool. Like I played along with him, you know. It was fun. Cool. Nice. Did anybody add anything to their ever-growing, ever-refined collections? Nope. I actually built one of my uh, little chubby TIE fighters. Uh, on the uh, uh, When was it? When was uh we had a holiday right on Monday? Correct. Yes. Uh so yeah, we built uh we built that. We built um the regular uh $40 Batmobile and the 1966 Batmobile um that was delivered a couple of weeks ago. And uh we had the fun times with uh, with that stuff, but uh, no other acquiring things. Not this week. Not for, not for probably quite a few weeks. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone a, a little bit quiet. Yeah, that's you yeah. Know, that's that's not a bad thing. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I have an album to pay for, and I think I'm gonna start. <laughs> I might have to start selling my collection more than I thought I had. Oh jeez! Like, yeah, 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 there's a lot of stuff happening. So. But it's all good stuff, at least. Good problems to have. Yeah. What about you, Corey? Uh, nothing on the Star Wars front. 
But uh, I locked down a few more collector comics. I got uh, Batman 635. I've been wanting that for a while. Hardcore. I, I love uh, the Red Hood. That's his first appearance. The, the return of uh, Jason Todd. That's kind of cool. So again, super, super sweet cover. I got a decent price too. It's fine, very fine. <laughs> not the best, but uh, you know, not graded or anything. And also locked down Teen Titans twenty. I don't know. I just had a feeling about that one. I'm a sucker for first appearances, so that's like the first appearance of Lobo's daughter, Crush. Okay. So yeah, I just figured why not? You know, it was like twelve bucks. And, uh, why not? It's worth it at, at this point. I have a feeling. Playing a hunch. Well, she's uh, uh, she's back in comics. Lobo and, yeah, Lobo and Crush is a. I don't know if it's uh, a miniseries that's coming it's out. Miniseries, yeah. Oh, it's coming out June, I think this week. So I, I asked our local comic uh, guy to lock that down. Kind of curious, been doing a lot of reading on uh, Lobo lately. I've issued one signed by the one of the writers. But uh, anyway, I'm going to I'm gonna get into that and see what's going on. He's a super cool character, which I'm really surprised DC has not taken taken off with yet. And I have a feeling his, his, his he's going to meet his day soon enough. Like that was that was Stan Lee's favorite DC character. He's, There's a lot of potential there. He's Space Wolverine, kinda. Pretty much, yeah. He's a space bounty hunter. He's the last of his kind. He he killed his entire species. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's a bit of a strange character. But yeah, I, I, I feel like it's only a matter of time before something big happens with that character with with HBO Max. So yeah, he's he's fit for some from for some speculation right now, which is why I, one of the reasons why I picked up. Lobo number one from 1990 recently. Nice. Yeah. That's the one I have signed. Very that's cool. the cover where he's biting his lip, right? Correct. All right, cool. That's a cool cover, dude. Yeah. I also got the, uh, the hellfire four pack the hellfire club four pack. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Uh, I'm aware of it, but yeah, don't have yeah, it. This, uh, the guy that I deal with in Marvel legends. He's like, Hey man, I got one left. You want it? And I was like, I do. I, I had to mull it over though. I, I took a night to sleep on it. Talked with Troy about it. Anyway, I had to pull the trigger, man. Just, uh... <laughs> well, you spoke with Troy about it. Of course, he pulled the trigger. <laughs> well, he didn't really sway me one way or another, but you know, at this point, I said, "Why not?" You know, I looked it up online. I need some more villains. That's how I rationalized the situation. Fair enough. Uh, Corey, you and I spoke about this, but I almost fell down a deep, dark Marvel shit oh, hole. Did. Oh, you did. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Oh, I was close though. Those vintage style three and three quarter retro packed uh, Marvel figures. And I, I always said, like, if I ever see these in store, I don't know how I'm going to hold off. Like in my brain, I was buying this line. I was going to get into it at least selectively, but I had never seen them until yesterday. And it, it was like, well, I, I, of course I hit the Star Wars section first at Toys R Us. Crap, all trash. And then I swoop over to um, the Marvel DC. Legends. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I take a peek at the DC McFarland stuff, but I'm I'm pretty dialed in as to what I get there, so I just breeze through that. And uh, yeah, then over to Marvel Legends, which is still barren. It's it's really sad. But then I turn around, and right there on the rack is they're just screaming at me, and I was like, oh no. I wasn't ready for this. They had a lot. I mean, they had a multiple of of every figure except Cap. So I, I grabbed a bunch of them, and I was I was at, at that point I was ready to just walk out with like six figures, at eighteen bucks a pop. And I was like, 
no, wait a sec. I can't. I cannot do this. I can't. I simply cannot. So I, I put them all back on the on the uh, on the shelf. Snapped a picture for posterity. Sent it to Corey and just said, "Coming here was a mistake." <laughs> yeah, I thought that, I thought they were already at home with you. No, no, no. I they're, they're still at Toys R Us. Hopefully, they went home with somebody else. Well, to be honest, I made. A, I think I almost. Made, I did make a mistake when when I saw them. I hadn't been to Toys R Us in quite some time, and I was hoping to find some cool stuff. That was the only real treasure I found. It's the same store you did. And I had been probably maybe five days earlier than you. So like when I started pulling them off, they were like uber fresh because no one had touched them because three of, of the ones that I had flipped through still had uh, like they were un, unpunched yeah, yeah, in a way. Yeah. A lot of them had those little little chads. They were still kind of stuck in there Hang even it. though they were on the peg. So you that's could just, it. So I, I took Cap and Spider-Man like that and I pushed it back in and it totally looked unpunched. Which is a big deal for some collectors. So I was like, Ugh, and then I paced and I put them back, man. I didn't put them back actually. I just left them there because they were like <laughs> so nice. I'm like, I'm not putting them through the hole. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I should have done it to be honest to have those two. But it's 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 a slippery slope. Like like oh yeah, and then you get one, and then you're gonna want them all. Like oh, if I have the Black Series figure, I can do it with this guy at the same. You know, it could be a little thing. <laughs> well, yeah, it was like yeah. Or the it, Legends figure, sorry. There, there was Spider-Man, there was Cap, uh, Magneto, uh, Carol Hulk. Danvers, Hulk. Like, it was all figures that I would be like, yeah, no, I got to have those. Uh, they they got to be in the collection. But I was like, no, I can't do this all at once. And I know that next time I go, they, they'll they be gone. So walk away. Although in saying that, I, if they had a Wolverine, I probably would have... That pro probably would have been the thing to make me reverse my decision and be like this is it here we go <laughs> but uh yeah no wolverine it's, so they're so cute me. and funny looking though eh? like they got good detail and whatnot but there's no like opposability really no there's they, no articulation they, like, there's they're, yeah. no they're just they're very vintage style five poa that's it <laughs> yeah they're cute but it's all about the card back yeah right? it's that's that weird kind of very comic booky 80s style copper age style card back Anyway, uh, Star Wars did sort of get back on the uh, on the rails for me this week. So a couple of pickups that were a long time coming. I finally got my Black Series Moff Gideon, which is looks real good up on the shelf. I'm glad that's done with. And um, the Vintage Collection Mando Grogu 2-pack, which, you know, th those th I think those came out at the same time as the Carbonized figures. But that, that Mando Grogu 2-pack just vanished. The second they hit the pegs, gone. I never had a, a sniff at them. And I managed to uh, to get myself one this past week, which which was a relief because I really wanted that thing. And um, yeah, so I'm ha very happy that's in the collection. Even though I'm, I'm sort of winding things down a little bit with Vintage Collection, and I, I sold off a, a few more figures this week, that one, I will make place for that one all day. Uh, and I also I also uh, got a, a pre-order in thanks to Mac over at Sandcrawler. So he he tweeted out that the uh, you know that funky looking Boba Fett prototype thing with the multicolored limbs. Yeah, yeah. So he he tweeted out that was live on on ToysRust.ca. So I hopped over there and uh, put in my pre-order. So I should be getting those. Hopefully, I won't get those canceled on me. But um, yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm stoked about that. Very stoked. So. Yeah, a little bit of action this week on the Star Wars front and 
pretty soon, I, I know for a fact that uh, a lot of the stuff that I pre-ordered dating back to last year is going to start rolling in. Ah, oh, there we go. That's the nine o'clock bell, everybody. <laughs> That's how you know. That's how you know. When you know, you know. So yeah, so things are, are getting back on the track here for me, Star Wars collecting-wise. I'm going to have uh, probably a significant update in the next week or two. When uh, when a, a, I'm expecting a big box of stuff, and I, I don't even know what's going to be in it, but I'm excited to get it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Those so, are um, the best surprises. That's like Christmas. It is because you know it's it's all paid for. So mm-hmm. well, I mean it's it's sitting on my credit card balance sheet, which is not good, but uh, <laughs> you know it, it feels like it's paid for. It's going to feel like Christmas in in June, which I'll take. But by the way, it's weird that we're on the verge of June. Like this, this year just is breezing by. So strange. Anyway, um, did you guys know that Zack Snyder pitched a Star Wars movie to Lucasfilm? Oh my God. (laughs) If you guys watched Army of the Dead. (laughs) We did watch it this weekend. Oh my God. I I, I fell asleep. Uh, I think I watched it Thursday night. uh, It's so stupid. It's so bad. Uh, but And the worst part is that like you can actually tell where they like edited out Chris D'Elia and inserted that other... Tig Notaro, yeah. Tig, Tig Notaro as the helicopter pilot. Yeah, a few shots it looks good, but there's a couple shots where it's like, ooh, wow. Yeah, it, it was I rough. mean, it, it's it's like, you, which which Zack Snyder shot is worse? That this one or the or Superman the mustache? mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tight race, and I don't know what the answer is. But yeah, he's uh, he's cornering the market on very odd. Well, I'll take the, I'll I'll erase the mustache one. He he was out of the picture by then. But yeah, oh boy, <laughs> Army of the Dead. He was out of the picture because they needed to reshoot those scenes because what he had filmed wasn't good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, according to Joss Whedon. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, Joss yeah. Whedon. He's he's got no room to talk. Yeah, he's done. So anyway, uh, yeah, I tried to look at it as just like a, a a zombie romp, but I couldn't do it. It's he tries to do too much with his movies and try and say too much, and it 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 he starts to try to engage the viewer, and I'm like, no, this is stupid, Zach. You this is dumb. So yeah, Army of Darkness is a uh, do not pass go for me. That was a it's bad Army of movie. Darkness, Army uh, of the Dead, Army of the Dead. Yeah, sorry. Watch Army, Army of Darkness was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a classic. But, yeah, uh, best get my boomstick. <laughs> Army of the Dead. That's a that's a no go for me. And it's it's almost like it's set up for sequels. That that final scene just made me so angry. Yeah. Just yeah. and and two hours and thirty four minutes. Like Zach, come on. That that movie needed to be an hour fifty. Yeah, easily. Unbelievable. They, they tried. They tried to make us like the zombies because the guy felt like the guy needed his queen type of thing. But it's like these are animals, man. Like I don't know. Well, and, I just, and that I whole plot line was stupid. Like it didn't yeah, go it anywhere. Stupid. Yeah, it was. It was gar- garbage. Garbage. Like, like that's what that and that's one of the plot <laughs> lines that he puts into the movie. I'm like, why is that? Why is this here? It's stupid. Oh boy! Anyway, 
he did. He did. And, and it was, and, and it's, it's that thing I was talking about, I don't know, the last week, the week before where, uh, you know, he's got this movie on Netflix, but all over the, the, the geek interweb, the headline was not about his movie. It was about the not to be Star Wars movie. Like that's the headline all over nerd sites on the internet. And, and so the story is he pitched a Kurosawa-influenced Seven Samurai film to Lucasfilm prior to Disney taking over. And um, all I can say is that because the universe loves us, this never happened. <laughs> oh, jeez. Thank God this didn't happen. The premise is fine, I guess, but it's, this is talking about something that Star Wars didn't need. And But you know what? At this point, like I get it that, that George Lucas loved Kurosawa and was like heavily influenced by by his movies and and a lot of that stuff is baked into star wars but don't you feel like it's enough now i i think like thematically but not like uh, or even visually some stuff is a, is a straight rip yeah you know like the feloni does does it too like he did did it big time in the clone wars uh, again yeah. in the Mandalorian, it happened. Yeah, but that Sanctuary. was done well, dude. It was done so the, well. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying those. I'm not saying those things shouldn't exist. But like, can we stop now? Like, I think we're good now. We're covered. That's, no, I say that's... keep going. Flush out all the tropes. Oh Jesus! Even the Give Ahsoka the episode trope. of Mando. I think that was. Yeah, that was cool though. It is, but okay. Like, we get it now. We can move on. <laughs> we don't I have guess. To keep copying it was this a guy. theme though you know i don't necessarily copying some stuff is i mean it's it's put they put a star wars spin to it but when they show you like a side by side of a kurosawa shot plus a star wars shot and you're like oh they copied it i get it at, at a certain point it's it's homage and it's inspiration at a certain point it's to me it's plagiarism just, <laughs> no not plagiarism it's it just feels like Going back to the same well over and over and over. It's enough now, please. Anyway, he, um, Snyder, <laughs> he cites Seven Samurai as inspiration for his Justice League movie. So, uh, stop. He he wanted to, he wanted to do that with Star Wars, and then he did it with Justice League, and he's he's now taking his Star Wars concept and he's doing his own. Uh, Seven Samurai sci-fi thing for Netflix. And that's going to, well, I guess that'll see the light of day at some point, but like, can we stop adapting the same movie? Like Magnificent Seven and Bugs Life? <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, goodness. Anyway, can you think of a director whose style is more ill-suited to Star Wars? Except Tarantino, maybe? Woody Allen. <laughs> uh, that's true, yeah. 77. No, I'm sorry. 77. He could have directed that. Jeez. But yeah, I mean, if narrow it down to, to Tarantino and Zack Snyder. There's, there's our first Would You Rather for the night. Which one would you rather do a Star Wars movie? Tarantino, baby. Yeah, give me the Tarantino movie. Give me the give blood me... every day. God, not even only that. Give me that all that space talk. Like all him and creating space dialogue. Just... You know, like people talking about what it would be like in space or whatever. Space like, cussing. Yeah, give me that. I, I see it as a lose-lose proposition, but... Uh, I was very curious about his Star Trek film. 
Yeah, curious. Is, you mean. Cur- yeah. yeah, curious is the right word. Definitely not eager. Well, look, check it out. We're getting we're getting Robert Rodriguez Star Wars, which is pretty goddamn cool. Well, we've already gotten it technically. Yeah, we've had an episode and it was delightful, quite violent. That <laughs> was cool. It was a really cool episode. He's he's got his niche in Star Wars now with Boba Fett, and that's his lane. And it's I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Okay, let's stop poking fun at Zack Snyder. And you know it's funny because I like the guy. Whenever I hear him talk, I kind of like the guy, but his movies are very hit and miss with me. I love 300 and The Watchmen. Yeah, fair. 300 was was okay, but I mean that's like hyper stylized, right? Yeah. So it's like yeah, I like that though. It's, it was it was cool at the time. It was different. It had like a Sin City vibe kind of. Yeah, it had like it had a comic book feel to it, but like yeah. you know. I think that's good with with comics that or or with stories that aren't actually flushed out comics or or uh just themes like if you want to give him like an obscure theme and for him to run with it that's that's one thing but like you know well look he did 300 part two or whatever it was yeah 300 plus one yeah <laughs> he, really? he also wanted yeah there was a 300 part two the sequel it was in the theaters and whatnot he wrote it he directed it, was it. In theaters yaman it was oh, very not good and then he pitched a part three he had the whole thing written he's like here's my part three guys and they're like yeah about that sack yeah we're gonna, we're gonna pass but he's still keep. he's got that story on he's he's done pulled a little georgian you just put it up on the shelf <laughs> so yeah he, he's got that story it's about alexander the great and all that supposedly but uh yeah that that to me was kind of like whoa respect the source material son pish, pish. Anyway, um, we're going to upend sort of the format for the episode. So, well, I guess not really. I mean, we're going to talk about Bad Batch here. And then at the end, we've got a piece of news that well, that's, I, I even hesitate to call it news, but it is going to springboard us into a couple of would you rathers, which uh, I can't wait to get into. But let's uh, let's talk about this latest episode of The Bad Batch, which I thought was pretty damn cool. I actually didn't get to it until today. Which you know late, clearly exposes me as a fake fan, but that's that's <laughs> that's what happens in life. So you get a little bit busy, and yeah, it was, it was not until today that I was able to make time to watch it. So Carlos, what did you think? Uh, I I liked it. I thought it was okay, but like I think that like once again, Star Wars soup, where we're getting a lot of these like connective tissues and and things that like. We just got an episode featuring uh, Fennec Shand, and then we got another episode where she's named, and then Bib Fortuna shows up, <laughs> and then and then we're getting that we're getting uh, Muchi the Rancor. Like, is it is it the same Rancor that Luke kills later on? Like, uh, like there's just did was that necessary? So I don't know. There's a part of me that's like mm, too much. Too much of the of the the, the 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 past, I would say. I like the new storytelling. Like I want, I want new stuff. Yeah, no, I hear you there. 
I, I yeah, I, I can swing at that a little bit. Like I, I, I dug the episode. I, I thought it was just a lot of fun with the creature feature stuff and Omega with was was so adorable with her communicator. The way she just like kept playing with it, even though yeah, the, the Bad Batch is standing ten feet away and she's she's it's you hear it echoing in the room around her and she's so happy to have all this gear. Yeah, and um, you know, it, it it kept reminding us about things like uh, you know. Fennec Shan still being an unknown and, and Wrecker's chip. It, it, it just still kept things sort of on the front burner a little bit. I, I thought the episode was a winner. What about you, Corey? <laughs> Excellent. All right. So, um, <laughs> what, Jeez. that's awesome. <laughs> I love this new Trandoshan character, Sid. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was on, uh, I pulled the Carlos. Oh, there you are. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was like, "What?" I'm like, "This, this, this ignorant." He's like, "Cause I was like, I'm on the same page as you," and you're like, "Great." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Like what? How dare you?" I was on another screen, also. That's why. But uh, yeah, it was. It's, it, it's spelling out more and more that it's, it's, it's a kids show, right? Like, it, it's playing into both worlds, which is great. My kid is obsessed with it again it's springboarded him back into the clone wars he's feeling a big attachment to the show which is great like i enjoy the show my girlfriend enjoys the show like we're not uh it's no mandalorian you know but this this episode in particular to me had mandalorian vibes you know like in search of someone that the jedi used to chill with for information because they're to find out who's chasing them and whatnot it just you know they're on the run nomadic it kind of had that same kind of vibe. So if you take it in that term, in that, in that sense that it's a kid's show, it was a great adventure and it was a lot of fun. Nothing too big happened in the episode. It was a bit predictable, a uh, bit tropey again, as usual, nothing too serious, but we did get some pretty cool moments. Like well, we'll get into it, I guess. But uh, my first takeaway again is the Mando vibes, the snatch and grab mercenary mission in exchange for something. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was kind of, spilling over or playing into crossing over a bit and having to go rescue uh, a, a young member of another species yeah that was kind of cool well and that's again that's the star wars soup of it all where it just keeps it's it, it, repeating that same beats and i don't know if the thinking is well it's you know it's it's the same relatable kind of uh comfy star wars story that we can present it in different formats and everybody will love it. Or uh, let's just do this story again. Or like they pull cart, like pull name, or, you know, things that have a hat. Oh, the, the rescue a young, young member of a species card. All right. That's the episode for today. Well, that's it. You know what it also is too, when you think about it, like when it comes down to it, being a kid show with Omega and the tone thus far, we've said it's played into both realms a bit, but it's got that cuteness factor where I guess in a way, maybe a younger audience can also enjoy it more so than I would say both rebels and clone wars in particular, like just because of the, the Omega factor. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, what did you think Corey of uh, Sid, the uh, Trandoshan looking grandma with the uh, space cardigan and the Marge Simpson necklace? Well, I thought, I thought that was the, best transdotion I've pretty much ever seen in my entire oh, life. Did you get the voice? Tell me you got the yeah, voice I, in like two seconds. 
it took me about a minute, but I was like, come on. And then my girlfriend's like, I got it. I was like, don't tell me. And then for sure, it's got to be Carla Rhea, Rhea Perlman, right? Yep. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't even look at the credits. I was like, it's got to be like, I'm just so convinced unless it's a really good voice actor and they're paying like an homage or something. Nah, but why it, not it, go and get her? It's perfect. It's been, it had been years since I heard her voice. And so it, I'm like, oh, I know this voice. And it's like, you know, you have to go into the recesses of your mind. Well, who is that? Who is that? So yeah, it took me about, I don't know, 30 seconds as I was watching <sighs> the episode to, oh man, it's Carla, real Perlman. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and they've just played into it so bad. Into That's it. It was Carla basically serving drinks. You know, like just being herself, like taking no no guff from anyone. But yeah. you know, having this conversation with you right now, guys, everybody listening, this oh my god, I, I'm like biting my finger, man. I, I want Danny DeVito in Star Wars. Come on, are you guys with me? I would sure. I mean, look, if Nick Nolte can get in, Danny DeVito Dude, can get Danny, in. Danny Danny DeVito, come on. Favreau, Mr. Filoni, if you're listening. Well, I mean, the way they kind of work through the Rolodex of Hollywood and bring in everybody, who's going to be shocked if, if Danny DeVito shows up in Star Wars as Because he's a character, man, in, in either a voice capacity or live action, get him in, in costume. Should be quite the character. 100%. There's, there, it's, almost, it's to the point where any good character actor can find a role in Star Wars. We're not talking about the George Clooney's or you know, or you know, of that level, the megastar. But any good character actor, fine, bring him in. Uh, whatever. There's always a seat open here. But so yeah. So anyway, back to uh, to Sid, and she's. Um, I guess she's. She's going to be wow. the sort of the person that, like the grief carga, where she just feeds jobs, so they can make some cash. But um, like she, she's also got them now in their. She's got the bad batch in her back pocket now. Because yeah, she's, exactly. she knows, right? Like she's she's like, there's something, she knows up there's with something you guys. else. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is about you guys, but uh, I'll keep That's it valuable I'll keep it, information. I'll keep it quiet, and I don't know if I trust her. But uh, right, that's it. We'll see. I get that vibe too. But even more important, well, not more important, but come on, where is her bar or her location? How cool is that? I was like, nice. Finally, get to see it. No, finally. Have we been to Ord Mantel before? I think Clone Wars took us there, didn't it? And I think the, I com- what the comics have too. Still, I was just excited. Like, yes. Uh, but- I don't know. I didn't like that part, man. Like, like it's like, why? Why do you have to go there? Why? Because it seems like a bit of a. Well, you know, that's another thing too. Well, this is Legends, I guess. But in Legends, I, I feel like I remember it was like. A junk planet, like a a place where you go for, for scrap. I think you're right about that, but it's legends, so who cares? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird because the uh, echo was like, yeah, no, there was a somebody that the Jedi used to sort of get intel from. Like that's a pretty seedy person for the Jedi to be associating with. I don't know if that's like another sign of the Jedi losing their way by dealing with these people or just having to do what they have to do to, you know, play their part in the war. But that's that's how Echo knows about her and, but never actually met her, never been there before. So the guy, they get there and he's like, I don't actually know if this is her place. 
I never met her. What's great about it too is that, uh, again, every episode, I mean, the star of the show is Omega and the Bad Batch, but she's a part of the Bad Batch now, I guess. But oh, big time. again, it's her who figures out Sid is Sid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the thing about uh, Omega, I thought in this episode, was like, she's got this intuition and whoever, like, you know, the, or this, I don't know, I don't know if we call it extra sensory perception kind of thing, but she's like, oh, that's Sid. And the way she, like, she kind of just points up <laughs> at her. Um, but yeah, like, you know, the, the whole Wrecker thing with his with his head implant. Yeah. She didn't perceive that. Which I thought was uh, it, it's because that's what the story needs to do, but like there's a there's a point in the in the show where Wrecker's holding his head and he's got the migraine going, and Hunter notices it now, so you know it's registered with Hunter's head, so it'll be interesting to watch that. But yeah, for for all her intuition, like Wrecker walks by her through you know through the uh, the cockpit door, he's holding his head, he's in obvious discomfort, and she just kind of like waves at him and go goes and sits down in the cockpit. Totally missed it. She did. Yeah, there's going to be a moment there where he turns and she'd be like, "Rekka, no." Yeah, she's. I, mean, I don't know if it's <laughs> a blind like, spot for her, but way, uh, you know, obviously they're saving it for some kind of gut punch moment. But I thought that was worth noting. <laughs> but I, I do like the way she, you know Omega is is doing more to integrate herself as a member of the Bad Batch. Like she's she's got the communicator and which used to belong to Crosshair, and now she's she's kind of picked up that. Uh, crazy bow and arrow thing yeah i think looked cool man and then, i love the when it opened man it looked it was really well animated the way it opened like so just you know she was able to control it but just barely i sensed the power of that reflex in the spring it's like oh yeah like it reminded me of the bow of the dude from dungeons and dragons yeah that animated series yeah yeah. It's a, i guess it's a light called a light bow now i guess at this point yeah, that's, that's, that's sick. Like the Night Sisters, almost. But that's it's like a a crossbow, almost. You know. So I, very so cool. she's she's you know she's uh, leveling up here. She's getting some gear of her own. She's got her own little experience points. <laughs> exactly. I thought you know this is this is sort of like side questy video game stuff where she's sort of powering up. There, so <laughs> there is that you know I guess kids can sort of latch onto that video game aspect of it all. Yeah, and then she even you know she even mixing it up on the battlefield stealth mode, a little bit of uh, what's the name of that PlayStation game? Ah, oh, Jesus, Tom Clancy one where you sneak around. <laughs> Splinter no Cell, yeah, Splinter Cell. I love those games. So that was that was such a cool game. Yeah, and then she uh, she lets loose the Rancor, <laughs> a little teenage Rancor. That was pretty wild. Never thought I'd see the day where a little little baby Rancor would be flopping around all over the screen. What'd you think about that, Corey? Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I was really curious what was going to be in there. And uh, it was kind of cute. I mean, again, that kind of pushed the episode to a more kiddie aspect than the way it was fighting, you know? Like, the it was quite powerful when I was fighting at first, but then when it fought record, I guess it was tired at that point, too. Plus, it was not a baby, but it was young. And it, it was cute. I loved how they really spelled out its nostrils, <laughs> where they are. Kind of like in its, its forehead almost. Yeah. 
it was ugly, so ugly it was cute, you know, like a I like little mochi by the end. What'd you think of Mochi Carlos? <laughs> mochi? Mochi. Uh, moved way too think, fast yeah, for me. Mo- mochi is uh, a little Japanese ice cream treat. Dave, is that fact check me there. Sorry, yeah, Carlos, go ahead. Do you no, I was just saying like Yeah, I didn't like the way I don't like the way the thing moved. And uh Yeah, there's just something about it that just didn't do it for me. It was strange. Like you like, Rancors to me have, they're always like this lumbering thing. Yeah. So to see it like hopping around and running around like a like a chimpanzee, that that, that was kind of jarring. I guess you kind of chalk it up to it being young. still being young, it, I guess. Yeah, infancy. And I, small I, I, enough to do that without breaking itself. Yeah. So now, what's your head cannon? Is that the uh, the rancor from Jabba's palace? Until they tell us it's not, I think might be the way to go for it. Like, why not? Right? Yeah. Sure. In, in in books, um, Jabba's Rancor does have another name. What's the name it's, in Jabba's uh, books? It's such uh, p- uh, p- uh, <laughs> with a P. I'm gonna have to look it up. Sorry, guys. You do that. <laughs> Jabba's Rancor. I think a lot of people did the search. It was the second one. Uh, that said, I heard of getting guff online. Patissa. That's the name. Now it comes back to me. So, yeah, Patissa was in a book somewhere. And uh, yeah, so canonically, officially, it's not the it's not the uh, Rancor from Return of the Jedi, but whatever. Yeah. What, what book was this in? A biography. Let's see. I actually don't even know. I can't tell. And this is not riveting podcasting. So I abandoned the search. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Batista was in a book somewhere, I believe. And uh, who cares? I, I really don't care if it's if it's if your headcanon is that. I'm not actually. You know what? I don't want a headcanon that because I, I I don't like the idea of of Luke dropping the door on on its head. <laughs> Suddenly feels much less uh, like a much much colder place in the galaxy. I don't like it. But yeah, the the fight between Wrecker and uh, and and Moochie was I thought it was pretty funny. Like they just. It's like two drunks fighting each other until they can't fight anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just like ready to both ready to pass out from fighting. And then, Hey, it's all good. We're gassed, but, uh, Moochie subdued record. Got his, got his brawl on. And it was all, it was all, it was, everything was fine. But yeah. Um, once they brought back Moochie to, um, uh, what's her face? Sid. Boy, I feel like I'm ready for another nap. She took. They brought. They brought. <laughs> they, brought uh, they brought Moochie back to Sid, and um, and then she t- she calls uh, Hunter into her office, yeah. and they start talking about Fennec Shand. To, uh, to me, at this point, the way that this is, question is still lingering, we don't know who she who hired her. There's no way it's to Kaminoans. No, it can't be. It can't be. Not anymore. 
it's too much of a letdown at that point. Yep. Wait, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and uh, she did say that um, Fennec is working on direct commission, and the last time we saw that was Mando, when you know he, when he accepted the job f- directly from the Empire. So maybe the Empire. Last week, you know, maybe I'll eat my words. Last week, I didn't think there would be any any way. At least Tarkin, I didn't think it would be any way it was going to be Tarkin. But um, I guess so maybe maybe I'll eat my words. We'll see. Maybe maybe it is the Empire. But I feel like there's we're being set up for for a big reveal with this. It's two weeks in a yeah, row now that time. we're just sort of like, ooh, don't know. Keep thinking about it, everybody. And that that's what you're saying here with that thing with the they just said they purpose purposefully hid that character right. Like all you saw was the lips, and obviously there's a reason behind that. Like they're they're keeping it hidden for a reason, and the, and the, and they want you to register that there's something tantalizing on the horizon in that regard. What were you saying about lips? Like there was a, I can't remember what scene it was, but like there's a character that she's uh, I think what's her name Sid was speaking with. You don't know who she's speaking with, and but like all you see is their mouth, right? Wasn't she talking to Bib Fortuna? No. Hmm. Oh well, I should pay more attention next time. Yeah, because yeah. that's it. They, like they're spelling that out for you. Like something—it's all coming together and connected in that sense, right? Yes, yeah, something's fine. It's—I I don't know how much longer they can drag this out. Like two people that are coming to my mind: Boba Fett's coming back and over and over again. For some reason, I don't know why. But he's had his own crime syndicate before this, so it can kind of make sense in that regard too. But maybe even Maul, man. Like, you know, Maul has his own... Because what's going on in the planet too kind of alludes to that in a way, right? Like the slave trade and all that. Yeah. Yeah, Maul would be kind of a kicker. Because he's around and he had just recently escaped, kind of trying to build his empire back up. Yeah, maybe Maul knows something force-wise about about Omega. Omega. That, you know, maybe he learned something through through Palpatine when he was still his apprentice, or even in his capture. Yeah, yeah, maybe it could be Maul. That'd be interesting. If anything, you know, pe- people are never fed up of Maul. So uh, I, I, I think that's a good dark horse pick. I'm still I'm still sort of hanging around the sniffing around the Boba Fett area. Of of who hired, but that's just me. Uh, hey, so that's two episodes in a row where we do not check in with Crosshair or the rest of the Empire. True, hmm. that's like, surprising that's, a bit. That's that's almost the most interesting part of the show. Didn't get it. I want I want that back. Come on now, and I want I want uh, I want Rex. How far? When do we get Rex back in this show? This episode. Eight or nine. Ten. <laughs> Pick one, Corey. Uh, ten. Ten's my favorite number. Why? I don't know. It's always been my... It's my first hockey jersey. Pavel Bure. It's just the way it is. Great Pearl Jam album. <laughs> yeah, that, that should be the number one reason, to be honest. That album changed my, my life, in a way, musically. I listened to... Uh... A good bit of Sirius XM Lithium Radio this weekend, and they were doing the Top 100 Grunge and Alternative Rock Countdown. Cool. <laughs> I didn't get to hear the uh, the top of the chart, but uh, 
a lot of the big hitters were coming out at that point. And it was like, there was like three song, four songs in the top 12 from Alice in Chains. Dude, that's what I was going to say. Alice in Chains is amazing. I was going to say, I hope you heard some Alice in Chains. Yeah, but it was all like like four songs There's in the top a... 12. I was, it was, and back to back at one point. I was like, geez. People love that stuff. It's great. I love it. Yeah, I love Alice in Chains, but I didn't expect them to be that high. Anyway, there's a tangent. <laughs> um, anything else on this on this week's episode? Fun adventure. I mean, I love the nomadic uh, lifestyle, like the traveling, like the, it's fun. We're like you said, Kyle. Something's on the horizon. It's building. Uh, I would put money on the fact that, like you just said. We'll definitely see uh, the Empire and Crosshair in the next episode, I would think, anyhow. And uh, again, them just spelling things out for us, real not too subtly. Again, it's a kid show. That thing with Wrecker, like you said, Hunter seems to have an eye on it now. But uh, that that's coming too. That's going to be uh, an episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna they're definitely gonna crush our hearts with that when it comes. But yeah, I think you know Sid's gonna be in this for for a while. I think. I think they're going to keep returning to her or at least, you know, holographically and she's going to start feeding them jobs. What if, what if it just ends up being like Hunter and Omega left and the entire Bad Batch turns on them? Like they, they find a way to tweak their, their chips and like make them work again somehow, except like Hunter's able to get out of it somehow. You know what I mean? Hasn't Echo, like isn't Echo's chip sort of defective completely from what happened to him on Skako Yeah. You're more machine than man now. Yeah, so I don't. I don't think that's in the cards for Echo. But I, you know, since we know it's coming for Wrecker, uh, what's going to trigger it? Because the purge is done. Like it, what there must. I don't know if there's more. It could be Crosshair, and because they seem to be experimenting on Crosshair and like continually like, like upping his dosage or whatever, his frequency, however you want to call it. So maybe, I almost feel like. Well, no, you, you kind of get the impression that it's because he's hit his head one too many times. <laughs> his head took a few more shots in this episode at, with, in his fight. Yep. Yeah. But well, I guess I, I, I mean, would think, is, I would think... The, the chip is to sort of achieve full obedience over anything, right? So it's it doesn't ha- order six. It's not going to be an order sixty six thing, but it could just be like his chip starts working, and then someone gives him an order, and he does it uncharacteristically. Yeah, like I could see. Like again, like crosshair, them meddling in that technology somehow, and then him getting on site, them finally confronting one another, and he'd be like, "Total pull a star scream," and be like, "Yeah, like press the button," and you know, Wrecker's like, Arr. "Yeah, we'll see what happens." But I, you know, I, with, with Sid in the picture, I feel like this show kind of wills definitely go towards that A team dynamic now a bit now, where the, where they are on the run but doing jobs to stay afloat. So shout out to anybody who thought uh, A-Team was going to be a thing. (laughs) Okay. um, Bad Batch, episode five, done, in the books. We'll see what's up next week. All right, guys, now we can slip into our our, our favorite comfy slippers of the show, which is Would You Rathers. And this one sort of comes from a, almost like a newsy place. But uh, uh, Palpa Memes on Twitter posted a short clip of uh, John Boyega answering the question of whether or not he'd return as Finn. And his, his answer was pretty direct and blunt. And he said, I'm open to the conversation. As long as it's Kathy, JJ, 
and maybe someone else you know the, the team then it's a no-brainer and that's <laughs> that's the end of the clip but it's it pulls no punches it's very clear and it's it's yeah it's pretty obvious that john is is willing to consider returning to the finn role under certain conditions as long as it's not ryan he just didn't want to say not ryan uh maybe not yeah he said he definitely named names and left some names out and we know what john thinks of sort of the overall arc of finn in the sequels and and how it all came together not thrilled but they did have that chat like he did have as he described like a very open honest conversation with the powers that be at, at lucasfilm and disney my guess is that conversation was illuminating for many people and it sort of cleared the air and and sort of opened the door for john to come back i think they probably had a good chat so otherwise he wouldn't have said this right he just would have said yeah finn's kind of done for me i'm i'm, I'm looking at other things so, as a would you rather, Carlos coming to you first, oh boy. would you want to see Finn's story continue under the guidance of, of Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams more specifically, or no. let Finn's story just either happen in print or just let him fade into history? Oh, man. It's going to sound bad, but... If if JJ has to be attached, then I'm sorry. We can we can we can do without Finn. I'm sorry. Like I think JJ, his grubby little fingerprints are all over, all over this thing. And um, unfortunately, it's not what I want from Star Wars. So if you're asking me the question, it's uh, we're good. Uh, we don't need Finn moving forward. Sounds bad, I guess, but. No, because I mean it's 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 all about the conditions, right? Like if you if you know if if uh, Robert Rodriguez you know goes on to do a, a a big screen movie and he gets to do Finn's story, suddenly it's a new ball game. It's 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 all about the conditions, right? Yeah. What about you, Corey? If you get you, you get Finn back, but it also means JJ's back in the fold somehow. Yeah. Oof. I don't know, man. And the whole thing is surprising to me, first and foremost. Like, uh, I almost thought he was being sarcastic since the way he's spoken about things recently in the past. But uh, I don't know. Like you said, they'd spoken recently. So that's kind of illuminating, like you said, in the sense that, hey, JJ, uh, like, hey, John, d don't close this door. You know, we have plans or whatnot. But uh, for him to say JJ specifically, uh, I mean, JJ did an okay job. I would have much rather heard the, the name Ryan. I don't, yeah, I but, don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> so, I don't want a prequel, right? Nope. No, and thank you. If we're moving forward with his character, for me, it's a bit of a hand in hand kind of thing that if Daisy Ridley's not in, I could care less. Like yes, yeah. I want to see Ray. I I want to see Finn's story in the sense of his his uh, his journey as a training Jedi. But in order to do that, you can't really have him doing it alone. Now, or yeah. jump that whole thing and then jump into him being straight on. I'm a new Jedi Knight. Ha ha. You yeah, you're cutting close to where I'm going. Like I I 
I'd l I want to see Finn's story. Like I, I wish we, you know, big screen, little screen. Remember, remember when he said, you're not going to Disney plus me. This was just sort of in the lead up to, uh, to rise of Skywalker. So nobody had seen, or at least, you know, I, I think Mando was out, but he was so busy with, with press and stuff like that for rise of Skywalker that I'm pretty sure he hadn't checked it out, but it's, I guess it still had that stigma of like small screen. This is chump change kind of stuff. Mickey mouse, uh, projects. I'm not doing that, but I think he's probably seen some of the stuff they're doing in, 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 on Netflix or Disney plus, And he's probably like, wow, I think his mind has been changed in that respect that it's no longer sort of like the lesser than project. Well, this is crazy, man. But in all honesty, we got Disney, Netflix, Apple, uh, Amazon. And I think Amazon, what they just bought MGM, uh, all the other companies are going to have to merge to survive. And the, the the entire landscape is changing so quickly. And that's a great part because of the pandemic in a way. right? It's changing the way we've uh, consumed media so much. And you see these these big movies that are coming out now, like uh, The Tomorrow War, uh, that Zack Snyder film that you guys just talked about. Like These are all coming out on like Netflix and Amazon and stuff like that, right? Like they're not coming out from your uh, your Orions and your whatever you know your Paramounts and your New Lines. Mm-hmm. Netflix has all the money, <laughs> and Amazon and and you know, Disney they have all, they have all the money. They've got all the streaming customers. Yeah, but anyway, it's, like, it's changing the landscape, man. Like, it just... absolutely is. Um, yeah, like so. I I do want to see Finn's story continue. I want, I, and I don't want a direct continuation from Rise of Skywalker. I, I, I'm fine if we skip ahead several years and we pick up with them and Finn's already kind of trained up to some degree. I can let comics fill that stuff in. I don't know. But like you said, Corey, if Ray's not part of this, and I can't imagine getting one without the other, but if Ray is not part of that same, very same project, I don't care. I'm out. Ah, I don't say I'm out, but. It's more about Ray for me than anybody else. But on the other hand, like I, I, I don't want JJ doing more Star Wars unless that's it. It's unless it's a much more hands-off role. Like he's not going to write it. He's not going to. I don't mind if he directs it, but I don't want him to write it. Or that's it. Or like maybe now, as he, I heard an article last week where it's like maybe a bit more planning would have helped. You think? Like what? Why do? Why are they still? Why talking, even say? Yeah, why why are they still talking? Like well. In that whole Why would piece, you even say that never, though? JJ was they were he wasn't talking about Star Wars. He may have been referencing it, but the word Star Wars never came up, I don't think, in, in reference to, yeah, we should have planned that better. It's it's it, the 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 article was sort of positioned to make it sound a bit like and it's collider, so you know, they've become sort of experts at uh, twisting the narrative a little bit. So it, it the the conversation quickly went to you know, uh, almost like JJ's issuing a mea culpa for not planning Star Wars better. And I don't know that that's really what he was getting at. Anyway, like, obviously Finn's story was sort of stunted in the sequels. You know, we, we got that partial confirmation about, well, full confirmation about his Force sensitivity at, in Rise of Skywalker. And to me, that's just like the beginning of his story. And I think he's a compelling character. So I, I do want more Finn. I just don't know. I I can't really. Con- I can't. I can't fully agree to his conditions. 
No, first of all, look, when you, you, you sign on board, you're signing on for the project and for the director, right? So like you, you, before you sign, you, you're agreeing to the terms of the contract, but nobody's going to offer you that contract, dude. Like nobody's going to offer that to you. And you're not going to go in there with a, with a list of demands that include, oh, it has to be like, you're not that important. Like just the fact that he mentioned that is like, I, I don't like it, man. I just don't like, I like John Boyega. I like, but there's, there's, there seems to be a little bit of this, like, uh, it's I almost like self entitled. I don't want to say self entitled because I mean, he's entitled to his opinion, but that's not how movies work, man. Like it's, and they're not going to kowtow uh, to you. Like, you weren't that big of a difference. You didn't make the thing successful. Like, and even if if, if they would have handled the story the way you wanted, would not have made the story better. It just would have made your experience better. So, so to me, that's like, your opinion doesn't mean much anymore. Like, I, I know it sounds bad. Like, like I get it. But, but at the same time, Okay, well, go your way then. If you're not happy, just just go your way. Yeah, if, that, it, that's it. It's like I, I feel like Kyle was mentioning earlier, and I had seconded. Like, it's almost like someone's like Johnny Boy. You you need to change the narrative like ASAP, just because you don't want to burn this bridge. You know what I mean? Star Wars is a cash cow, and uh, it might come around someday for you. Yeah, well, I I don't like it when like athletes or actors or or whatever. Uh, sort of say okay well it's it's you know i'm the boss you're not i mean disney and lucasfilm sort of own the story so if they want to tell a finn story with or without you they can do that so <laughs> but i get it like it, a lot of things come as package deals so you know if if the whole thing comes up again like i oh god i don't know i don't know i don't really know where i sit on this one I, yeah, would, I, would, I don't know. I would not love fun. for somebody else to take the reins of the story. If JJ has to be a part of it, I really just hope it would be like some sort of producer role. Like I don't want, I just I, I don't want him so close to the story. That that's that would be my only thing. He can be a part of the thing, but I don't want him driving the bus. But again, if so, if this is the thing, you know, Finn's in, Ray's in, Poe's in. If if this mean but if Ben Solo's in, I'm out. Like, th- <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Like, f- put the whole thing in the paper shredder. I'm out. I don't want Ben Solo part of any of it, at all. Period. Force Ghost. Okay. That's it. I I I. And it's, I guess that's part of the reason why I don't mind if JJ is in because if we're going forward and it's about new stuff and it's not leaning into uh, the nostalgia of it all and, and tinkering with what we already know about, you know, the, the, the Skywalker era. Do your own thing. Fine. That I, I don't really have a problem with that. But if we're bringing back people that you know are directly connected to those, to those Skywalkers by blood, it just becomes Skywalker legacy stuff again. And I'm, I, I've, I've said this a thousand times, but I, I really need, I need that story to be done. You know, let's let's get on with it. But so, but 
you know, JJ's locked up with uh, with WB doing DC stuff until 2024, at least. So this is a long way off. We don't have to worry about this right now. But yeah, definitely, uh, you know, definitely some some conflicting feelings on this one. Because yeah, I, I like Finn. I'd like to see his story carried on. Just uh, <laughs> John's conditions are they're a tough pill to swallow. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, it's that's just not the way it works, you know. That's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So one of our great new listeners, Jared, who who found us via the Nerd Room, which you know, another demonstration of the the power of community, which is awesome. So Jared sent this in. Thank you, Jared. And uh, you know, this is this is a, a tough one. <sighs> oh. We get to break our, our heads answering this face melter of a would you rather. So buckle up. All right. Would you rather for the rest of your life only be able to consume your nerd pop culture type media either? So let's let's confine it to Star Wars for the purposes of this podcast. Um, would you take movies and novels? That's That's the thing you can get into. Or streaming and comics. And, oh man! And so the rule is, you're aware of everything that's coming out, regardless, but you can't watch, you can't read. You, so whatever, whatever you choose, the other two options become like Charlie Brown adult speak to you. Womp, womp. That's and, really unfortunate. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, and and you know, your uh, your memories of this is still from Jared. Your your memories of the opposite is there, but foggy on exactly what happened. And no, uh, you can't wait for a movie to drop on Disney Plus to watch it. So just, just that that's a loophole in case. Uh, oh, that's, I can't go to the theater to see it, but I'll wait for it on Disney Plus. No, you can't do that either. Well, you know what? I'll wait for it. I'll, I'll get cable. I'm a cord cutter. I'll get cables specifically for that, and at one point it'll play on TV. No. Uh, no. Yes. You can't loophole this. If you if you're gonna loophole. <laughs> All right. Well, Corey's gonna have to get yeah. muted. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if your collection is something pertaining to one and not the other, it has to go. Oof. Yeah. That's so crazy. Wow. Okay. Movies and novels, or streaming and comics. That, that's a double whammy there. See, like I find. The comics and the books, I can kind of like almost eliminate those right off the bat. You know what I mean? And it's streaming versus movies. There's nothing like that movie experience. Uh, it's so priceless, man. And then, but you know what? The there's other so hand much. Is. Con- yeah, the other hand is just an um, insane amount of Star Wars content coming on the pipeline through streaming. So goddamn. But then. So if I choose streaming, I gotta, I got to get rid of my entire collection that I have from the movies, right? Mm-hmm. Oof. That's rough. How are you processing this one, Carlos? I'm not right now. I'm gonna. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need. Uh, I'm gonna need some time here. Oh man, it's, yeah. This is unbelievably hard for me too. Like. The future is streaming, right? Like, I don't know the math on this, but it feels like 90% of on-screen Star Wars content is going to be on Disney Plus going forward. Again, don't fact-check me, but it 
you know, where we had that thing in December where they outlined a whole bunch of, of new stuff coming. It was all streaming except for uh, the, the Patty Jenkins movie. Yeah, Rogue Squadron, no? Yeah, that that's, you know, like, what are, eight projects they may have outlined. One of them was a movie. You know, and, and, and there's multiple comics each month. So, like, if you need that constant, steady river of Star Wars content, you've got to go with streaming shows and comics. Like, you'll never be bored from Star Wars. Like, you'll always have something new to, to look at. But, missing out the big screen experience. You know, that's, that's where I think where the real magic happens. And, like, the, the most major stuff is saved for the movies. The, you know, the great experiences are there. Man, that's tough. This is this is tough. And, like, and the thing is, Man. like, you, oh, you can't even watch them afterwards. Yeah, I, know, I almost want to give brutal. up on life with those two tro- options, you know? So, okay, wait, so... Uh, streaming and comics streaming and what is it say it again so you you can take it's it's the package of movies and novels or streaming and comics so so what what you need what you need to tell yourself is like right now there are 9 10 11 12 with with Patty Jenkins movie uh, coming, there's twelve Star Wars movies. Like going forward, uh, is this about going forward or is it just like everything else needs to be burned? Like you're not allowed consuming it anymore. Uh I don't know if this is retrospectively. <laughs> Man, or sorry, retroactively is the word. It's a, it's this is real tough. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Because you, I, you know, you can think back to the nineteen ninety nine two thousand five area before streaming, and and just remember how long those waits were between movies. Yeah, and even if you know, I think it would be easy if we knew we were getting, or easier if we were if we knew we were getting a movie a year. I think it becomes so much simpler. Like you would, you know, you could live, you can go year to year knowing that you're going to get a movie and it, you know, it's fine. And you still have the, the novels to sort of plug the, the gaps, but who knows what, what Star Wars movie frequency will be like in the future. Probably every couple of years at best. It, it seems like they've abandoned that whole idea of multiple pre, you know, like even two a year at one point they were kicking around. That's, I think that's done. Yeah, I think so too, man. It's it's not. I don't know. It, it's scary. <laughs> like I, I don't. It's hard for me to say right now. Like what I would. I, I, I you know I feel like another 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 pro for the streaming is that a lot of the streaming shows that would come would be in support of the movie or to complement the movie in some way, and so you could from the show maybe piece together what happened in the movies it doesn't replace not seeing them but at least you might understand the context 
Oof. Either way. Jeez. Although, you know, the, the loophole, I mean, it's not a loophole. It's 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 right there in the, in the description, but you can always read the movie adaptations in comic form. <laughs> it's kind of a loophole. Oh, man. Well, I guess we'll let Jared swing the gavel on that one. Is a comic adaptation a worthy substitution? Oh, boy. God almighty, this is tough. And of course, he's gone completely silent over there. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I, I honestly can't make a decision. Like, I would hate to miss out on either or. I'd hate to sell my collection. I'd hate to not view all that old stuff. I don't know. Oh, you sound I'd, I'd hate to not go to the theater. I got to go to the theater, man. <laughs> but then you got to meet know. you guys. Like, that. I, I don't want that tradition to ever end. I want to be, what do we say, 44, 40 years? I'll be. Was it 45 years, Kyle, your thing? Yeah, 44 years. Yeah, there you go. 84, I still want to be sitting in that theater. Oof. What do you think hearing aids are going to be like in the year 2060? Oh, they're going to be great, man. They're going to be so yeah. good. Yeah, we, just, we need to get our third vaccine. <laughs> We're good to go. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to hear that. Oh, third va- vaccine from the, like, third pandemic that we'll have to deal with between now and then (laughs) get that 5g nanotech running through your veins yeah they just beam the beam the movie straight into your body yeah (laughs) like like beam it right into your body (laughs) oh boy uh yeah no i i man this is this is tough this is officially tougher than last week's face melter this is this is so, because it's so, there's so many variables, man. It's multi-pronged. Oh Christ! That just gotta bite the bullet, man. Uh, Christ! Ah, I don't want to sell my shit. <laughs> Some of it, but not all of it. It comes down to the very thing Star Wars teaches you to lose your possessions, and Corey keeps them. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness yeah you as, know a, as a podcaster i think it would be more useful to have the streaming in comics as a as an that's, what I'm, that's what i'm thinking man i think i'm gonna go down that route just because i like collecting comics and like you said it's just con- a content thing uh, i don't know i'll figure something out i'll loophole it one day somehow no, it's there. it's right there for you. If you know, if Jared says you can read the the comic adaptation of the movies, you're set. True, but there's something that like a part of me will die, <laughs> having not be not being able to go see the movie in theater with you guys and having that experience and looking forward to that, and just the whole build up years in the in the making. It's it's always a bit anticlimactic, but <laughs> so worth it. <laughs> Oh, that sure is. Yeah, the cinema. There's not. There's. There's. It's irreplaceable as an experience. But so has the you know like the Friday night sit down to watch a new episode of Mandalorian. You know that's become a. Well, that's a, a good a, way to put it too. Actually, I didn't even think about experience. that. Like consuming it with the children as well. Well, uh, children are allowed in movie theaters. Yeah, but still, like. The, the Clone Wars now, like my son's into it, uh, the Bad Batch. The Mando, he was super into. Yeah, this is... 
I wonder if everybody listening is, is, is also going, wow, wow, this is tough. That's really hard, man. I, ugh. Um, why? Why are you doing this to me? Why? Because <laughs> it's fun. Because we can. And you know what? Because it's not real. Huh. We get to consume. We live in a world where we get to consume all of those quadrants, all the movies, novels, comics, <laughs> streaming shows. We, in reality, get to do that. So this is all hypothetical. But it's a it's a rough one. Oh, yeah, big time. Big time. Uh, is it, it's not even it's not even this is not even a quality versus quantity discussion anymore because the streaming shows are so good. It's it's quantity and quality with with the Disney Plus stuff. Oh man. I'm not happy about this. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like being put on the spot and I resent anyone who thinks that this is fun. <laughs> oh man. It's, Jared's really got us. Oh. Uh, so, does, if I choose, if I choose streaming, that means I don't get to consume any of the new movies or any of the movies at all. I think it's any of the movies at all. Oh man, okay, give me the movies. Give me the movies and the novels. Yeah, give me the movies and the novels. That's uh, I, I, I. There are no wrong choices. So yeah, you, you pick one and you hope it's the right one for you. You know, I'm almost finished Light of the Jedi on uh, audiobook, and I already have uh, Into the Dark on uh, on queue. Uh, so I'm I'm looking for you know yeah, yeah yeah movies and novels movies and novels. You know you know what though like it it helps to have a bit of visibility like if I knew if like my 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 fantasy Star Wars movie series trilogy whatever is is like the jedi mandalorian war kind of thing if i knew that was like the next series of films i would probably go and say yeah movies and novels please i'll tap out on the rest i'm i i but i that's something i can't i can't go to my grave not seeing that but we don't know yeah yeah exactly we have we have more visibility on the streaming I don't know, Corey, where are you at? Carlos has made his choice. Where, where, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm sticking with the streaming and the comics, man. I'll Maybe figure it out. Yeah. Oh, geez. Either way, this podcast suffers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would probably have to... Oh, man. I might go movies, novels, and I don't do that willingly or happily. But I might go movies, novels, and I would just go. Well, the, the originally stated question is your nerd pop culture. So if we if we if we blew this out to like all of the Marvel and DC stuff too. God. You you know what? If 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 it becomes easier, 
if you, if we're talking Marvel and DC and all the st- all the franchises, then I definitely take movies and novels because there is always a steady stream of that. And if you if you rope in enough franchises, there's enough content in a movie theater. Like you're there every couple of months. That's correct. But just just confining it to Star Wars, Yamahama. That's a tough one. It's not fun at all. Like really, really not. Oof. How do you live with yourself making people go through this? Oh, it's not easy. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that exact question put to George Costanza and he answered the same way? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Wasn't it the episode with Jon Favreau? Where he's he's dressed as a clown. As the clown? As the clown. (laughs) And George pushes his way out of the house when it's on fire. And he he asks George, how do you live with yourself? It's, It's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> it's really not. Yeah, this is like a fifty-one forty-nine thing, man. Um, I uh... it is what it is, man. Not it's a happy gonna... camper. It's not happening. So it's not happening. But you know, trying to put yourself. Say, I just flip flop. Now I'm watching movies and <laughs> the books thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm back to the other. Yeah, and and is Corey? What's what's uh what's the status on Ryan Johnson? Oh, dude, you don't even want to know. He called me the other, just before the pod, actually. Oh. <sighs> Let's just leave it at that. Uh, we're years and years out, if anything. Does he sound interested, or is he just? Uh... Oh, he's definitely interested. It's just uh it's just the people, you know. The people are ingrates. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, he just doesn't know if they deserve his genius. Oh, no, you didn't. Wow. <laughs> let's let's cool it a little, all right? Uh, Sorry. Okay. Yeah. No. Are you joining? Are you are you a, a card carrying member of that cult? Uh, I, I like Ryan Johnson. I think the movie was great. That's uh, that's about it. I'd love to see him do another Star Wars movie. All right. That, that, hey, that's 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 a reasonable answer. Yeah. That's none of it. That doesn't sound cultish to me. No, he, he's a good guy. <laughs> I, I really liked the. I, I liked uh, his demeanor and everything. You know, he seemed like a, a pretty cool dude, and I, I really genuinely do like his writing style. Yeah, there's a couple of cringe lines in episode eight, but uh, oh jeez, yeah, yeah, that's fine. There is in all the movies, but at the same time, I don't know. Just had a cinematically. Uh, the cinematography and all that, like it just, it felt the most Star Wars, man. There's a, there's one scene that I skip over in episode eight. I can't deal with the line that Ray delivers when she, she's at the, the Jedi temple with Luke. And she's just like, master Luke, Kylo Ren is strong with the dark side of the force. And we need to stop whatever that is. And it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it just seems like she spit it out of something like, like, like it's not like he interested. didn't like he was up against the clock and he needed to like he didn't know how to start the scene so here's a recap and it's like everybody knows this like everybody knows nobody needs the reminder especially not luke and 
it's just, it was like, oh, that's a cringe, cringe line. Yeah, but it's not even the line. It's the way it's delivered. Yeah, it's also not a good, not a well-delivered line. Ugh. Yeah, no, I, I skip whenever that scene's coming up. I, I just roll right over it. I can't, I can't stomach that that line delivery, or the line itself. It's terrible. All right, uh, well, thanks, Jared. I think you ruined everybody's night. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for nothing, Jared. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I, I love it. I, I love these ones that just make you do. Yeah, uh, they, what's that, the guy's that, name? That, that, what's the guy's name from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark whose face melts off? Teth. Uh, 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 you mean uh, General Fierce? No, no, no. It's it, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, from Raiders. Oh, geez. Okay, yeah. Uh, Belloc. No, no. Belloc was the other guy. What's his name? Come on. Oh, the the one with the, uh, the, the eye patch. No, the guy the coat hanger that looks like the eye know. patch. Does he have an eye patch? Man, all these all he's, these characters. He's this be- bespectacled guy. George Lucas. He's Asian Lucas stuff. No, he's not Asian. Yes, he is. No, oh my god, we sound terrible, guys. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to Google this now. Yeah, you we... you probably should. He's definitely a scary looking character. That's for sure. Oh, he sure is. It's uh, Tot. Ronald Lacey. Corey, Ronald Lacey. Born in London, England. Okay. <laughs> We're going to London, England. Oh, <laughs> I'm so ready for more Austin Powers, guys. I got to tell you. <laughs> to me, I, I, am, I am convinced that they will do Austin Powers 4 at some point. Absolutely so. convinced. Yeah, taut. The way his his uh, his face melts off. That was definitely uh, that was this was definitely a face melter. And the bar the bar has been raised. So everybody listening, if you want to throw us a, a would you rather, you have quite the bar to reach now. Quite the bar. But uh, that's it for this week. I think we're gonna wrap up the show here and uh, bid you all a good night. But uh, thank you guys for listening. And some good news. If you like comics and Star Wars books, um, we are back later this week with a with a extra episode. So Marie and Nathan and myself, we're going to be back in the feed later this week at some point, probably later in the week, uh, to help you into your weekend. And we're going to discuss some of the comic news and opinions that we've got. And we, nice. hope, uh, we hope you'll join us again because it's going to be a great chat about the, the future of the main Star Wars titles. So... Um, Look forward to that in your podcast feed. And if you want to catch up with any of us, you can do that in the Tumbling Saber Facebook group. Uh, the door is open. We invite you to come join us and hang out there and talk Star Wars with with uh, the, the great Star Wars Tumbling Saber family. So come do that. And if you want to send us your emails, questions, would you rathers for the podcast, tumblingsaber at gmail.com is the place for that. So uh, hit us up there and we will get it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. But until then, guys, Carlos, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at uh, C Candido Music on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you could go to carloscandido.com, uh, which is going to be live by the time this episode airs. Uh, and also, uh, Carlos Creates on Patreon. So, patreon.com slash Carlos Creates. 
uh, we're jumping into uh, our new cycle uh, for uh, for for my for my new album. Uh, new content is going to be dropping, and uh, so go check it out. There's a three dollar tier, five dollar tier, and a ten dollar executive producer tier that gets you a signed copy of the vinyl of my album, which is going to be released in February. So. Uh, go check that out, um, and uh, yeah, interact with uh, interact with me on on social media. It's going to be uh, super fun. Excellent. And speaking of vinyl, was, mm. wasn't it such a treat that the Tragically Hip dropped a new album? Yes, I saw a little bit of that. Oh. Uh, yeah, definitely. So I, I got that on vinyl. My my copy arrived this week. Uh, did you draw, did you drop the needle? Not yet. I want to get a better turntable. I just have it for now because I can listen to it on on streaming, but also listen to it on vinyl at some point. That's the a- beautiful thing about vinyl is that it's it's not so much like CDs in the sense that, um, you know what? Like if you have a shelf, they look great on the shelf. Yeah, and uh, you can actually uh, frame them and hang them, and and uh, so that that's why I'm going to be producing a limited run of uh, vinyl. Uh, for my album, like I don't know if that I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but this is probably a <laughs> a little sneak peek. I, I am going to be releasing vinyl on a full length LP, uh, and uh, but it's going to be a li- like extremely limited run. So uh, jump into that Patreon and uh, look out for uh, either an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter uh, for for the album to get your hands on, get your grubby little fingers on some Carlos vinyl. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Looking forward to that. Thanks, man. Corey, where are you at? Guys, hit me up at Chop Rules with a Z on the Twitter machine. That's about it. Very cool. And uh, for myself, you can find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter. That's the best place to find me on social media, as well as in the aforementioned Facebook group. But uh, for now, thank you for spending some time with us. um, And we'll, we'll see you soon. So thanks for listening, everybody. May the force be with you. Sitting here for hours, looking at that show. Pages getting wider like a mirror to myself. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see. Disappear